This is Be Known, and I'm Kara Faubacher. You're listening to episode 104. We were made for relationship, but so often our relationships are broken. And when our relationships are broken, we feel broken too. One of our deepest human desires is to be known, but we often have lost ourselves along the way. This is a podcast to help you get your relationships back to a place of wholeness, a place of authentic connection where you feel truly known. So come on in and sit a while. Let's exchange fear for love and finally see what good relationships are made of. Communication issues are usually one of the biggest problems people have in their relationships. If it's not the primary issue, it's most often a part of the problem. Communicating about anything is hard enough, but when you have to tell someone something hard, something they've done that hurt you or bothered you or negatively affected you in some way, that's when it gets really tricky. It's so vulnerable to tell someone about your life or your story, what you've been through, what you're going through. But it feels exposing when you have to tell them they hurt you or did something to you. Seriously, this girl right here hates doing this. I'm not a confrontational person, usually. I'll voice my opinions around people who know me, who feel pretty safe to me, But when it comes to confronting someone, I'll be the first to say, this is where I struggle. And P.S., just because I share something on the podcast doesn't mean I've mastered it. I'm learning these things just like you are. But there are different approaches to having hard conversations and plenty of good resources out there to help you learn how. And I've shared some in this space over the years about this topic These are essentially a form of boundaries, having boundary conversations. We could also use the term assertiveness, or we could say we have to confront someone. It's kind of all the same. But today, I just want to give some simple things for you to think about when you need to confront someone in your life. And they just so happen to all start with the letter C. You're welcome. Number one, be clear. Be clear. I say this so much that my clients have it memorized, but as Brene Brown says, clear is kind and unclear is unkind. The clearer we can be, the better. People aren't mind readers. They don't always know what you mean and they might not always be able to read between the lines. If you're upset because of one reason, but you don't clarify that specific reason, the other person isn't going to know what they did or if they need to work on something specific or what you need from them. So much miscommunication happens because we aren't clear about how we feel or what we think, what we need, or what the other person did that negatively affected us in some way. We also need to be clear about our expectations and our boundaries. Yes, believe me, I know this is highly uncomfortable sometimes, but it's necessary. Because what it does is it shows kindness and respect toward yourself, but it also shows kindness and respect toward the other person. Say what you mean and mean what you say. Number two, be concise. 
Okay, I know many of us will start fumbling all around with our words when we start these confrontational conversations. Don't you love all the C's? So we get anxious or overwhelmed. We might be the ones who tend to over-explain, which P.S. can be a trauma response. Or maybe we do the opposite and shut down and can't say what we feel or need or think because the other person's reactions or responses feel threatening or unsafe. So we move into that people-pleasing trauma response called fawn and feel like we need to over-explain or justify our feelings or wants or needs because we want to prove to the other person our feelings are valid. Or do the opposite and we shut down because their reactions make us think our feelings or needs are invalid. Hear me. We need to be clear, but we also need to be as concise as possible. They don't need the essay version. They just may need the dictionary version. We need to be concise. This is why I love helping clients brainstorm and write down a potential script they can use before they have the conversation. It gives them a chance to practice what they need to say, edit out unnecessary stuff, and word things clearly and concisely. This could be something you can do on your own, writing down what you think you need to say, make bullet points, or writing in a paragraph form. Rewrite it. Edit it. I'm also a huge advocate for sending written messages or even letters in an old school way when someone has really hurt you because it gives you a chance to say exactly what needs to be said without interruption, without shutting down in your own emotional distress or over explaining. Then the other person can take the time to respond with empathy and also try to respond well instead of react in their own elevated emotional states. Okay, number three, be compassionate. Be compassionate. If we go in with guns blazing on the attack all the time, how can we expect for the other person to even want to listen or show kindness or receive what we have to say? We need to consider not only our own feelings, but theirs also. That doesn't mean we enable or coddle the other person. It doesn't mean we don't say something just because we think it may upset them. But we can be firm and direct while also being compassionate and caring in our approach. We can choose not to yell or name call or curse, for example. We can speak in a calm tone of voice, use non-threatening body language. We can show respect to them. I've talked about the sandwich method and I statements before in this space, but this is key. Soften the blow of the confrontation by speaking words of kindness and compassion, if at all possible. I know there are some situations that require very direct and firm boundaries with little to no room for compassion because the person's hurting you repeatedly, but... Usually, we can approach these conversations with compassion. Number four, be curious. When you share what you need to share, ask them then some follow-up questions about what they think and how they feel regarding what you said. Give them time to reflect by asking questions. And that can show them that you don't want the full focus of the conversation on yourself, that you care about their experience and their point of view as well. 
I'll throw in one or two more bonuses also, just for fun. Be careful. This isn't like a hypervigilant state waiting for the attack, unless maybe the other person tends to attack often. But just go in knowing you'll need to regulate your own nervous system, remaining as calm as you can and taking a break from the conversation if you're too elevated to continue. Go in knowing you can't control how the other person reacts. If they react in harmful, possibly even abusive ways, please know you can set a boundary and end the conversation. People may not always receive what you have to say, even if you're extra careful and cautious and calm. Again, I'm loving all these C's. The nerd in me is loving this. But anyway, just be careful. Take care of yourself as needed throughout the conversation. And if you're not feeling safe for whatever reason, take time afterward to reconnect with a sense of felt safety in your body. Maybe connecting with a safe person, maybe doing something that calms you down. Okay, so we are working to be clear, concise, compassionate, curious, calm, and careful. Keep these in your back pocket when you need to confront another person. So Godspeed, happy hard conversations, and may the odds be ever in your favor. As always, you know I'm so grateful for you that you have chosen today to sit a while with me. I wish we could sit in a coffee shop and just talk together. But if we can't, I'm just really thankful you chose to spend this time with me today. I trust that learning how to confront well will help you take a step toward wholeness so you can finally see what good relationships are made of. You can follow along on social media at Instagram, Be Known the Podcast, or at my name, Kara Fabacher, K-E-R-R-A-H-F-A-B-A-C-H-E-R. And on Facebook, of course, I'm in some other spaces as well. If you're someone who's read my newsletters in the past and have been wondering where the heck they've been the last few months, well, hello, I'm glad you're here. (laughs) Thanks for hanging out. I've been thinking on how to restructure the newsletter to best serve you, but also giving all the updates. So that's why we've taken a little bit of a break. I'm trying to revamp it just a little bit, but still give it the same original feel with some sort of balance. So stay tuned. There will be one soon. If you already don't get it or haven't gotten in the past, you can sign up in the pop-up on my website, www.carafibacher.com. And a big thanks to my friend Robert Hargrove for creating the music for the show and Renowned Media for editing. Until next time, my friend, I'll see you soon.